Welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio with your host, Donald Charbonnet. This is the radio program designed for industry insiders, as well as anyone interested in getting into the rental equipment industry. Now, here is Donald Charbonnet. Good morning and welcome to Rental Equip Talk Radio. I'm your host, Donald Charbonnet, broadcasting live from New Orleans. I'd first like to welcome Jeannie as one of our sponsors. If you're buying Ariel, think blue. Broadline, great products. Again this week, a big thank you to the hundreds of listeners. Tell your friends and associates. Remember that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Do something pink and keep the drive alive for another week or so. Our call-in number, 1-866-472-5790. I know you're busy, so I also appreciate all the listen-on-demand traffic we've had after hours, uh, as well as emails. Remember, if you call in, there's no last names or company names on the air unless you want to. Please let me know if there's a certain guest you'd like to have in the show, and I'll do my best to get them. We have some good ones coming up in the weeks to come. And today's guest will be interesting. I call this the interview with the interviewer. Michael Roth, editor-in-chief of the RER, Rental Equipment Register magazine. Michael has written about and interviewed more people and companies than anyone in the industry. In his nearly 30-year tenure with RER, he's visited hundreds of rental companies and manufacturers and written many thousands of news articles, feature stories, and editorials. He has spoken about rental and the rental industry before at least a dozen associations in a dozen countries in English and Spanish. Michael also edits RER's website, rermag.com, and RER's twice-weekly online newsletter, RER reports. He attends numerous trade shows every year, including the ARA show, the California Rental Association Rental Rally, the World of Concrete, Con Expo, and the Balma Trade Fair. And I'm very proud to call Michael an old friend and appreciate him taking the time out of his busy schedule uh, to spend an hour with us. So, Michael, welcome to the show. Thanks very much. It's a pleasure to be on. Michael, let's start off uh, with uh, with the RER magazine and some history about that and how it got started. Well, RER was founded in 1957 in Los Angeles by an entrepreneur by the name of Jim Gartland. And uh, Jim noticed um, that there were these rental centers around, uh, and, he, and he did a little research and found that they were happening all over the country. It was kind of a new trend as people, contractors as well as homeowners, were, were beginning to rent equipment and tools uh, frequently, and, and it occurred to him that this was... Uh, Really, the the beginning of an industry. I don't, I don't know that he that he anticipated it would become a fifty five billion dollar industry by <laughs> by uh, twenty eighteen. But he certainly saw that it was going to grow and develop, and he decided to start the magazine in uh, October of uh, nineteen fifty seven, and it's been a monthly magazine uh, ever since. Wow, well, well, what a great vision he had, and uh, I know his uh, uh, Tim Novoselsky was involved at some point. Along the way, too, uh, to to help with Tim the was uh, Tim was his son-in-law exactly, and he took over uh, in the early '80s after Jim died. Yeah, one of actually one of Tim's first uh, stories was on our company here in New Orleans. So I think uh, he, he helped cut his teeth, so to speak. And uh, and you personally, how did, how did you come to the RER? 
Well, it was just by accident, Donald. I didn't know anything about the equipment rental industry. Um, the only thing I knew about it was I'd, I'd gone to uh, Acme Rents in Hollywood a couple of times to rent a trailer. But I was a freelance journalist. Uh, I wrote for a number of small publications, most of which don't even exist anymore. And, and I had a couple of other jobs. And uh, I was I decided I needed something a little more stable than, than what I was doing. I, I was looking around for a staff job in journalism. And there was just a, an ad in the LA Times looking for uh, for an editor and writer, and uh, I answered the ad, and and uh, they hired me. So <laughs> that was it. And and tell me about your, uh, I guess, uh, climbing the ladder to where you are today. Well, it really was only one or two moves. I started off as what was called an associate editor and became managing editor, which was essentially the number two editor. The editor-in-chief was a gentleman named Chris Fletcher. You might have known Chris a little bit. And he left in 1994 to move back to his hometown of Pittsburgh. And and they, um, I was the next in line, more or less, and and I became editor, and uh, and uh, and and I still am today. So. Great, great, and, and and some great articles, I have to say. It's one of those those magazines that I really wait by the mailbox, so to speak, uh, to, for it to come, uh, <laughs> as so many people do. And what and what is the circulation that, that you guys have? Uh, circulation is about uh, twenty one thousand. It's you know primarily going to people in the industry, rental companies, and uh, of course manufacturers and other other providers uh, to the industry as well. Uh, primarily in uh, in the United States, but also some in Canada, and uh, and we have some international um, as well. And then we get uh, we have at least ten thousand um, subscribers to RER Reports, our twice weekly news newsletter, and we. We, we have another newsletter called RER Product Wire. It's got about 10,000 as well. That That's primarily a product um, newsletter. So. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Michael, this uh, next question, uh, I think, should take some, some time, so I don't want to rush through it, and we'll probably have a commercial break in between. But can you give me your thoughts about the, the history of the rental industry and how you saw it starting off when you first came in and how consolidation has impacted it, quite frankly, to where we are today. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, you know, when I first started, um, it was uh, 1989, actually, and there were, you know, small, generally family-owned or owned by a couple of entrepreneurs, rental companies. The only real national chain at the time was, was Hertz, Hertz Equipment Rental, which actually still exists only as, as Herc an offshoot of it. Um, and there was uh, Grace, which became prime equipment right around the time that I, that I joined RER. And there, were, there was Acme, owned by uh, the Grass family, and, and um, Ira Mendelson was, was running that at the time. And there were a, a U.S. Reynolds. There were a few others that were, um, what we are, now we would really call them regional companies. And uh, United Reynolds came along and in 19, actually, the first real sort of consolidator that came along was NES, uh, led by Kevin Rogers. And then in 97, United Rentals came along. And uh, uh, Brad Jacobs, uh, as a lot of people will remember, was, was the founder of that with a few other colleagues. He, he put in, uh, I believe it was something like $35 um, million of, of his, mon- his own 
uh, money into it and uh, with the idea of consolidating and, and buying up rental companies, which he did. And I think in their first couple of years, they bought about 250 companies. And and, and initially, they were sort of a loose um, aggregation of, of different companies without a real cohesive um, uh, structure and, and eventually they, they they got every all the companies changed their name to United Rentals and, and they became increasingly uh, a well operated and well run company and and also um, I guess more or less around the same time Sunbelt Rentals emerged they were owned by Ashtad out of the UK and and Sunbelt became a, a major player and and uh, you know for a while there there was about uh, Maybe ten, uh, roughly. Uh, you know, there was Nations Rent and and um, a few other national companies. H and E Equipment Services developed. They're they're still around, of course, doing very well. And there was Neff Rental and and NES, as I mentioned, and and um, and Hertz at that time became you know, acquired quite a few companies too and grew its national scope. And so the 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 uh the industry transformed really from being a sort of mom and pop or small independent um run industry to um large companies and I, and increasingly those large companies have been better and better in terms of how well they operate and their sophistication of their systems and and I think they've they've really taken the the, the industry to a much more professional level, and um, we still see, despite um, the, the many predictions that the sort of independent would go away, they really haven't, uh, and they keep forming new ones. And, and sometimes what will happen is there'll be a couple of guys that are with a couple of companies that have been acquired, and they find that they, they don't really want to be in a working for a big company. They don't really like that. And, and a lot of those guys may have had aspirations to own their own company. And so they'll they'll shoot off, sometimes three or four of them together and start their own. And uh, a lot of those companies have, have done extremely well. Right. And do you see a lot of those uh, past owners, I would say, returning to the industry after a period of time? Yeah, that's been fascinating to see. There, there have been quite a number of them that have done that. They... they um, in some cases, I think they they plan to all along. They would have a non-compete period of say three to five years, and and maybe they went off and did other things. And and some that might have been you know a little bit older would retire and and maybe find that they you know they maybe either they didn't have quite as much money as they thought they did, or else they 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 didn't really want to just be retired. Uh, you know, they, they they still had an urge to work, and and um, one of the things that they knew and and really liked was uh was the you know it was what they knew it was was running equipment so quite a few of those guys uh have returned and and, and done very well and and, and obviously the, bought another started another company and then sold that one five years later so right. <laughs> it's been and obviously when they when they come back they come back better finance from when they first uh, started i'm sure <laughs> yeah, exactly, and and part part of that is because they have a reputation, and they know the 
they know the um, a lot of the manufacturers well, so the manufacturer is willing to uh, to help set them up with with machines without a lot of money up front, and um, they are also able to a they have some of their own money to put in, and, and when they go uh, looking for capital from from perhaps private equity or or lending institutions, you know they've got uh, they've got some history and knowledge going with them, and that that inspires some confidence. If you had to pick somebody to say was the uh, grandfather, so to speak, of uh, consolidation, would it be would it be Kevin? Would it be Tom with Grace? Uh, or would it be Brad? Or who would who do you think it would be? <laughs> well, uh, you know, both of the 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 one the first gentleman that you mentioned, Kevin, of course, and Tom Bennett, they, they played major roles and they sort of started it a little before United did. But I mean, you would have to the real number one consolidator, the legendary one, of course, uh, would have to be Brad Jacobs, and and uh, you know, he came. Uh, he had a tremendous vision. He came from outside the industry. He really didn't know the, the much about the day-to-day operations of, of running a rental center. Uh, but he, he, did, he had a tremendous knowledge of how Wall Street worked and, and how to get capital and how to get get um, get money behind him. I mean, that was the world that, that he knew. And, um, and I think he had a tremendous... He had a tremendous recognition of of what this industry was, you know. And he he spent a number of years. He 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 had been in the waste industry, and uh, he spent a number of years kind of looking around for another industry. He sold. He had United Waste, it was called, and they sold and made a lot of money doing that. And then he began to think about what other industry could I go into that was ripe for consolidation. And uh, he quickly zeroed in on the equipment rental industry. He saw the potential. He saw that it was very fragmented. Therefore, like all industries ultimately do, um, you know, the, the, it was ripe for consolidation. And he recognized it and, and could see he could see the potential of it. That you know, and I remember having numerous conversations with him about this. And uh, I don't know what the the penetration, what we call rental penetration, was at that time. It may have been twenty or thirty percent. In other words, twenty or thirty percent of. Um, equipment on job sites being rented. I think it was considerably less than that at that point. And and he had a real vision of that, saying that it made... He could see what what rental operators, of course, at that time knew, that it made so much more sense to rent than it did to to buy all of your own fleet. So, Michael, let's let's hold that that thought for just a moment. We'll come back to it uh, right after this break. So hold that thought, okay? Thank you. All right. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. 
The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back. And again, we thank Jeannie for being one of our sponsors. Uh, Michael and I are talking about the consolidation of the industry. And we were just uh, talking about Brad Jacobs, and he was probably uh, the biggest, has made the biggest impact. Uh, Michael, I remember reading an article that you did some years ago about every time he went into an airport, he would go to the, the yellow pages and, and yank out the rental section to see who was in the market. You recall some of that? <laughs> where it was from it wasn't from us but uh, i remember i remember hearing that and uh you know he he uh, he was looking for sort of uh you know platforms in different areas so he okay like let's go into the carolinas all right who's who's a major player there and he he'd look around for who were who were some of the top uh rental companies in that in a particular area and you know i think they they, they tried real hard to uh to spread around the, the, the U.S. And, 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 and Canada, of course, as well, and get to the major metropolitan areas and then get to the sort of secondary and tertiary markets. And uh, they, they, really, uh, they really did a phenomenal job at it. Yeah, without question. And, and Michael, I see with, with the growth of the industry, not just so much the consolidation, but some of the companies have taken the uh, buy another company role and some have taken – I'm just going to go open up in a new market. And I think when the uh, construction industry hit a slump some time back, uh, that's when people started sp- spreading their wings, so to speak, uh, like the Aherns of the world and some, some states. And what can you comment about that? Well, uh, that, that's a good point. I think, you know, some of the, some of the um, Ahern, Ahern is a, a perfect example of it and, and the Sun State as well. They were really regional companies, um, Ahern was based in Las Vegas, uh, Sun State in Phoenix, and they had they had spread out to other uh, areas uh, 
in in the southwest primarily in the west and a little bit into the midwest and and uh i think they they both saw opportunities to to spread further it was sort of like well if if united could do it we could do it as well and and uh and uh they took uh you know they they took the opportunities when they could and and they those are both very very strong companies as well yeah yeah well they're they're all up there but uh how many how many of them will be there in the future is the question uh, or say under what name? <laughs> yeah, you know that's a really good question, and it's something we we really never know. Um, it's interesting because United, if you look at them, I, I I sort of thought they had reached kind of a critical mass, and then in the last year and a half, uh, they've acquired three companies that were in the 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 top twelve of, of our our listing of the RER one hundred, and that was. Uh, um, of course, NES Rentals and then NEF, and um, and pending now, of course, is the acquisition of Blue Line Rental, which I'm, I'm sure will go through here in the fourth quarter. And uh, so, you know, and, and just just yesterday, or no, Monday was announced they acquired a, a very strong regional company in Western Canada called Western One Rentals and Sales. Um, so they, you know, they just keep and and in the last year and a half, also Baker Corp in the fluid solutions uh, business and pumping business so they 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 keep growing and um sunbelt of sunbelt as well i think has made about 15 acquisitions in the the past year not not of course of the same size but you know so the 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 bigger ones keep getting bigger and and it's hard to know who um you know i'm sure there are deals pending right now that we don't even know about it just keeps keeps developing so right i also see a difference in some of the product mix that uh people People are really pushing hard just in some of the connections that I see on LinkedIn, people who, uh, people going into containers and, and specializing in floor care equipment or in United's uh, case, the, the fluid business. Uh, any thoughts about that? Yeah, you know, I think that they look for any, I think that, they, that a lot of companies look for opportunities where maybe everybody else isn't in. And, and uh, I think that's something that they have to consider because it, there's still the dynamic of you know the fact is there what ultimately creates a recession is when you have too too much too many pieces of equipment essentially and too many companies chasing too few jobs and um you know the 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 economy is going strong right now it's been an upswing really going on for 8 or 10 years we don't know how much longer it'll it'll continue that way uh so you know i think Companies look for niches that, that they might do well in. Um, you know, it's like now everybody's got a, a certain amount of um, earth moving equipment. Everybody's got aerial equipment, uh, basic construction equipment. And I think people are looking for um, for different opportunities out there. It's interesting. One of the, one of the major changes in in the industry since I've been involved in it was when I first got started in it. Um, Aerial equipment was sort of something seen as, uh, you know, you, you kind of had to be a specialist to do it well. And, and, and there's a lot of companies that stayed away from it. And then uh, gradually it became such that uh, you really can't be in the in the contractor market unless you've got your share of aerial equipment because they're, they're going to want it from you. So uh, that's something that's grown tremendously. Yeah, it's kind of a, you, you have to be a one-stop shop. Uh, so that you don't force somebody to go to the competition, I'm sure. Yeah, as you well know, you really do. Um, you know, there, there's going to be certain specialty items that that 
you know, not everybody wants to carry because you don't, if you don't get the utilization, but you, you've got to, uh, you don't want to say, you don't want to tell your customer, no, we don't have that, uh, or we don't have this, or we don't have that, or, and, or have to go re-rent it every time. So, um, I, I think that, um, yeah, being a one-stop shop is something that's really developed in the past 10, 15 years. Yeah. I've seen that. It's a necessity. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen the HVAC, uh, industry growing within the the larger rental companies as separate divisions which uh, never used to happen before yeah the larger rental companies have divisions for that for hvac uh, as well as for maybe pump and power or something like that uh, power generation they really develop that as a as a specialty with a great deal of knowledge and engineering capability and and it's interesting to see and and i think the the level of, of professionalization in some of those areas is something that that the I, I don't know that the the early sort of founders of the equipment rental industry could even imagine would would would, would eventually uh, take place. And so much more technology, uh, technical, uh, I guess, information that has to be acquired by a customer in order to really provide them with the right product. And uh, you're right; I, I never thought I'd see that coming from some of these rental companies. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. You know, you they they really go out and 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 help uh, the customer to. Well, of course, the customer has the knowledge, and and in many cases, the the rental company will really help them actually go out and and plan uh, plan the the job itself. You know, and, and so you you have to have a tremendous amount of technical knowledge of equipment and and what needs to be done on a job site, and and you know, the growth in technology in the industry is fascinating. It's not just renting a backhoe anymore, that's for sure. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> Michael, in a couple of minutes before we break, uh, where do you see the industry growing from here? Well, you know, one of the things that I think is if you if you and this if if you look at if you look back at the industry in the last thirty years, you know when I first got involved in it, the, the majority of rental companies didn't even have ERP systems, you know, a, a point of sale uh, computer system, and uh, of course, eventually the, they pretty much all did and had found that to be necessary, and then kind of e e-commerce came along, and it's like. Oh my God! We could actually rent, uh, you know, by by letting somebody reserve uh, a piece of equipment through our through our website. And, and some people thought, oh, that's never going to take off. You know, they want to have the personal contact. But of course, it did take off. And I think the next major frontier that that you really have to get into is is telematics, and and uh, that that's a whole, a huge area. And and I think companies that that aren't already uh, involved with telematic systems, they're looking at it very seriously now about how, what they should do and how, how deeply they want to go in telematics. So. Yeah, I mean, because there's so much more information to be gathered, uh, you know, from the field. You kind of uh, beat me to one of my questions that we're going to talk about. But uh, do you see the industry going uh, through more consolidation? Do you see more, uh, you know, individual uh, stores opening up along the way? Well, I think um, you know. I I think there's always going to be uh, new stores, new people opening up stores. I think there's there's just a there's a there's the that entrepreneurial spirit. There's the people, as we were talking about, that have been bought out that want to come back in, and um, you know I think that's always going to happen. But but there's a level of professionalization that that they have to have, and I think the more 
the level of professionalization in, in a rental company has to be very high these days. It's not just like you said, you, okay, we'll rent you a backhoe. No, if you're in a small town and you're serving a... Uh, a small community, and 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 they're you know you're renting uh, small machines. There's always going to be a place for that. But uh, if you're going to be competing in a in a in a large metropolitan area, you know you've got to have a, a much more technological development than uh, than that. So. Right, right. Well, thank goodness for it because it's making everybody's life a little bit easier right. on the from what I can see, and obviously. Uh, there's so many new changes coming out for some of these technology companies. It's uh, you, sometimes you scratch your head uh, and say, you know, what's next? And do I make a move now or do I wait till the next uh, best sliced bread thing comes out? Sure, sure. Well, you know, what I was saying about telematics, I mean, I think it's interesting. Now even the customers, many customers are, are expecting it and demanding it. I mean, they want to know that uh, that they, they don't want to have breakdowns on their job. And so they want to know, well, what proactive steps are, are you taking? So, in other words, uh, so what, what, what telematics can do for you is that the rental company just back in their office remotely or even on their cell phone these days, they, they can see that a certain piece of equipment uh, might be overheating or, or uh, developing a certain type of problem. And uh, so they can have their mechanic out there before the, the customer even realizes there's something wrong. And um, so a lot of customers are asking for that. Well, what kind of, uh, you know, telematics uh, capability do you have? They don't want breakdowns on their job site that, that causes them delays and, and make workers have to. They're, they're on deadlines as well. Um, so, they, you know, uh, yeah, we got, they're very concerned about that. Yeah. Let's take a break and we'll come back in just a minute and uh, uh, talk some more. Okay. Hang okay. On. Yeah. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. 
Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC boom lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back, and I'm Donald Charbonnet with the unusual uh, opportunity to interview the interviewer, and that is Michael Roth of the RER. Uh, Michael, obviously over your 30 years, uh, there's got to be a couple of, uh, I guess, most memorable uh, interviews or stories that you've done. Tell me about that. Okay, sure. You know, I think some of the most memorable have been just some of the unique people. I mean, there's been, as you well know, there's been some real characters in this industry and some real fascinating people. Um, uh, one that that comes to mind, in fact, was a former uh, employer of yours, uh, Robert Buckner, who was quite a fascinating guy, quite a, a great company down there in New Orleans. Um I, I, I remember some of the old pioneers, and none really come to mind specifically at the moment. They were fascinating to talk to, and and I remember a um, one of their one of the uh, aerial companies that I did a feature on called S and R, uh, and the the president at the time of that company was David Schmitz, and I remember him telling me some fascinating stories about what it was like to to go around and sell and rent uh, aerial work platforms going way back to, say, 1970, and they would actually just show up at job sites, kind of like, like barnstorming, and with these aerial work platforms that people had never used and, or, or in some, some cases ever even seen them, and, and how, how much fun that's, or how interesting that was to to go around and, and sell these new machines that, that people hadn't even seen before. Um, I'd have to say my favorite story and most memorable story to me was, was after Hurricane Katrina. And, of course, Donald, you, you, you live in New Orleans, and so you, you have your own stories about that one. But um, it, it was fascinating to see a lot of the different rental companies did um, some amazing things. And you hear about, you know, first responders, firemen, and, and, and uh, first aid-type people that, that emerge on the scene of a disaster and do some amazing things. Well, you know, equipment rental is part of that. And, um, you know, I had the opportunity a few weeks or maybe about a month after Katrina to go uh, and visit um, Nation's Rent, which, of course, no longer exists, was acquired by Sunbelt. But uh, at that time, um, the... Um, they had a number of branches in Baton Rouge and New Orleans, and and the um, the regional director, a gentleman by the name of Francis Hassis, who still works with uh, with Sunbelt, he he brought in like eight tractor trailers of bottled water. That was the first thing that that he thought of. He brought, had them trucked in from Dallas, and he. Um, they went around, and they had you know a lot of staff, and a lot of them lived in kind of remote areas back in the bayous and things. And, and of course, as I said, you know that area very well. And the first thing they did, even before they opened up, is they, or as they were opening up, you know, a lot of people didn't have phone connections or anything, so they didn't even know if a lot of the, their employees, they didn't even know if they were alive. And, and they went around, and, and they had a, 
you know, of course, a big uh, four-wheel drive uh, vehicle and with, with lanyards on the top, which kind of helped them uh, look official and get to places that, that a lot of people couldn't drive to. And they went around and looked and found every every single employee and made sure that they were alive and, and okay and safe and that their family was safe. And in many cases, they, they brought them to a safer more secure place and they set up a bunch of trailers on on their at the on at their various branches so that people could have a place to stay and be able to stay and and actually go to work and when they opened up the doors of of, uh, a few of their branches and one in new orleans and one in baton rouge it was like there was there were there was a national guards people waiting for them waiting at the gate they were needing generators and needing light towers and and a, a lot of different things that they needed so I, I was so impressed with their and and it wasn't only nations rent they they happened to be the one that i visited and spent spent a few days with um uh, there were other rental companies too that that were doing the same thing and in the same situation, and you know before worrying about their own equipment, you know they worried about their people and they worried about what the national guard needed and they they worried about anything they could do to to sort of help um, help help alleviate uh, the, the the incredible devastation. I also went to Gulfport, Mississippi, and and visited a couple of rental companies there and sort of heard the same stories and and uh, you know it was amazing and and um uh, to to drive around some of the neighborhoods and they took me around all over new orleans i i guess it was the ninth ward i think it was that was the most devastated and yeah, i remember right. driving around those neighborhoods and just seeing the the incredible uh um the incredible devastation the the incredible work that people were doing to to help others and and uh seeing what the, the challenges that people had to deal with um to to recover from that and uh you know, I would have to say that that that, that uh, experience left it. You know, was a tremendously moving and tremendously inspiring. And you know, it's funny because I, I, I you know, as anybody, when you in, when you live your life and people you meet people in social situations and they ask you what you do, and I tell them about covering the equipment rental industry, I often get kind of a blank look, like, oh, wait, what's that? And you know, but when I tell them about you know, going to New Orleans after Hurricane Katrina and the things that I saw and the things the equipment rental industry did, um, I get a very different reaction. People are very, very touched and inspired by it. So, you know, I, I would have to say that was really the the, uh, the most interesting and, and most fascinating story I worked on. Yeah. I, you know, and, and unfortunately, from those catastrophic events, I think everyone is a lot uh, smarter today and has emergency response programs for their own companies so that, uh, and, and this has been a year of them with hurricanes and flooding and the like for sure. For, for everybody to have a plan as much as anything. We, when I was at Buckner and, and even at, uh, my family business years ago, we, we had a hurricane, uh, protection plan of just, you know, little things like filling equipment up with fuel because you're not even sure mm-hmm. if you can have electricity to, to pump. Those are some of the things that uh, you think these guys have learned over the years. Yeah, I think there, there's a much more awareness of it now. And, and in fact, I did a, an article on that topic a couple of years ago. What, what do you do 
to prepare for a hurricane. And, and the things that people told me is that that's not something that you think about uh, as you're looking at the evening news and seeing a hurricane is on the way and is going to strike your area in a couple of days. You know, and, oh, well, we better do something to prepare. That's something you need to prepare for all year round. You, you, you need to have a plan. You need to think about what your customers are going to need. Uh, for, first, you need to think about securing your own property. But if you want to, um, you know, I, I think every every company or any business in that works in, in areas that are subject to national disasters, and that's more and more anywhere almost these days between fires and, and hurricanes that spread over wider territories, uh, how can any business be in business and not have a plan? What are you going to do for power? What are you going to do um, to secure your um, your staff and secure your building and your premises. How are you going to operate? How are you going to? How are your computers going to operate? Um, you know, that's not something you could think about uh, a day or two days in advance. If you don't have a plan for it, uh, really all year round, I don't see how you can be in business anymore. So uh, that's that's something that rental companies, uh, I think. Um, particularly in, in the hurricane-prone areas, are increasingly aware of. And, and, and some of the companies that specialize in, in power generation equipment or you know, even a general rental company that, that rents a certain amount of generators, it's something that they need to do. They need to get out and talk to their customers and say, you know, what kind of plan do you have? What are you going to do? And how can we help you be prepared and, you know, don't just call us up uh, because, oh, my God, there's a flood now because we had a, a hurricane. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's something you have to set up in advance. <laughs> well, and, and along those same lines with the customers reserving equipment, I think it's real important to have a for the rental company to have a policy uh, you know, that typically you need a purchase order issued uh, if somebody wants to put something on hold, whether they end up needing it or not, that uh, – they're ensuring that they have it because I've we've run into that before. So, you know, save me two generators, and then the storm goes the other way, and then they don't want to pay for them. So I think part of right. that <laughs> that emergency planning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> make yeah, sure you got definitely it. true. And and uh, you know, rental companies, um, you know, they get they get inundated with calls after a disaster saying, "Oh my God, I need a generator." Well, what kind of uh, generator do you do you need? How much? You know, they, they ask pertinent questions about what what their needs are and then a lot of it's understandable that certain homeowners may not know they may not have a clue but i mean businesses certainly need to have that that knowledge and uh, so yeah that's why rental companies can go out and go check out a business check out the facilities check out what their power sources are figure out okay you're going to need this type of generator you're going to need this type you need to know uh how to operate it, and you need to be prepared for it. So, uh, yeah, something rental companies can can really, yeah. yeah. Having served the offshore uh, oil and gas market, it's like every time a, uh, a hurricane would get into the Gulf, we would get calls from uh, uh, offshore contractors to actually reserve the equipment in advance, not knowing if there's going to be damage to some of the rigs or not. But the policy was that uh, be glad to, but where's the PO? And uh, hit or not, uh, uh-huh. we we do <laughs> right because we're not renting it to somebody else, you know. Uh, Michael, yeah, a, exactly. <laughs> uh, a quick comment about social media. What do you think that has had an impact on the industry? 
I, I think it's something that's developing, um, and and um, as we as we as a younger generation that that has grown up more with social media, uh, obviously you know older folks like you and I didn't grow up with it. They didn't have Twitter thirty years ago, um, but. It, I think it's becoming increasingly important. It's a great way to market your company. Um, it's a great way to, to let people know we have specials, we have this or that. Um, you can keep a keep a regular a regular stream of communication going that doesn't really cost you um, doesn't really cost you a lot of money to do. And uh, as I was saying, younger a younger generation is coming more into positions of responsibility. So. They're going to look on social media, and, and rental companies have a great opportunity to use social media, whether it's Twitter or Instagram or, or any of these. Uh, Facebook is a great opportunity to, to put out information, get, get people to follow you on Facebook. And, and um, you know, I think it's, it's just a – you need to have somebody who knows how to use it well, um, um, you know, obviously, for a larger company, it's it's fairly easy. They can have people that are that's their job to to use social media to market. But uh, for a smaller company, you don't have that luxury. But you can have you can have somebody who who knows a little bit about it and can learn about it. And uh, so it's it, I think it's a, it's going to be bigger and bigger as uh, as I say as the younger generation. Um, gains responsibility and people that have grown up with it, then they'll use it more. So. Very good. All right, let's take our last break uh, before we go into the last segment. Back to Voice America. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. 
That's genielift.com. This is Rental Equipped Talk Radio with Donald Charbonnet. If you have a question or comment about the program, please send an email to rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. That's rentalequipedtalkradio at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. And we're back talking with the editor-in-chief of RER, Michael Roth. Uh, Michael, in this last segment, I want to cover a couple of quick things. Uh, first of all, we talked earlier about technology. What would be the, the top one or two things technology-wise that you've seen that's really helped the industry? Well, I think, I think really the main, the most, you know, is, is technology on equipment itself. I mean, if you go on to a, a, the more modern pieces of equipment, there's a tremendous amount of information it'll give you if you're, if you're doing earth moving, you know, the, the steepness of the grade and that type of thing. You, you get a lot of information at your fingertips, and at first it looks a little bit foreign, but once, you, once you've operated it a little bit, uh, it, it can really help you. Um, there's, you know, uh, I think sensors on aerial equipment is a, is a major factor, and with the ANSI standards that will, new ANSI standards that will um, mandate that you can only lift um, a certain amount of pounds in your in your platform, and now now they they won't even operate. In fact, with the newer machines, uh, once you get once you once you get to that level of weight, so you need to. Equipment is becoming much more intelligent, much smarter. It's more connected on on the job site, and that gets back to uh, telematics. And I think, again, um, unless you're some of the smaller companies that are dealing with smaller machines, they may not find the need to to have um, a telematics system. But uh, increasingly, the larger and more contractor-oriented companies, they need to be able to, A, keep track of that equipment, prevent it from theft, to make prevent it from unauthorized usage, uh, you know, after hours uh, usage, people that, uh, contractors that might sub-rent it to somebody else and they'll take it off site. So you can prevent that type of thing. You can prevent theft and you can prevent unauthorized usage and extra hours uh, usage of your machines. I think it's very important. And again, as I said, being able to diagnose um, you know, we always talked about preventive maintenance. Now there's a new term, predictive maintenance. So it's not just, okay, we're approaching 500 hours, we need to do such and such a task, but it's that, okay, we're, we're, we're seeing a pattern on a piece of equipment here in its performance, and we can diagnose that remotely, and that'll show us that something is happening. And uh, as I said, uh, customers are now beginning to expect that, uh, that and and. But when your customer demands it, all the more reason that you have to get into it. So we just did an article on telematics, and I found that a lot of companies were just getting started on, on using it seriously, and they were kind of trying to figure out what, da- what data was most important for them, and they were trying to develop a, a real plan and, and pattern for using it properly and and uh, figuring out what direction to go in and and then there are others that that are well along in that journey and I and I think that over the next few years um, telematics are going to be they're increasingly becoming standard with a lot of manufacturers that are putting telematics on the equipment that they that they manufacture and they're putting it on in in the factory and um, I, I think it's increasingly important for rental companies 
to utilize and take advantage of that opportunity. You're getting a, a wealth of knowledge that can really help. And uh, just a matter of, it's like any new technology, you need to figure it out and figure out what's most important about it and, and how to use it to your mo- to your best advantage. So, what I, do you I think, think about, the all the, years, uh, about all the apps that are out there now for different rental companies having their own apps to rent equipment? I think it's a tremendous, a tremendous opportunity as well. And it's, you know, it's like now, um, you, um, it used to be, okay, if you go out to a, a salesman's going out and he's, he's, um, he going to visit a, a job site and, and they say, okay, I, I'm going to need such and such a piece of equipment by uh, Friday morning at eight o'clock. You know, he, he can just look right on his, on his, on his phone and find that out find out what's available and he can make that reservation. So you it's amazing how much technology is is available right there on your phone and and how mobile uh the ERP systems now are. And yes, yeah, some have actual apps where um where the customer can download the app for that particular rental company and they can they can reserve online and all that type of thing. They can reserve it right from their phone and I think uh Inevitably, um, I think it's like you have to play in that field, whether you like it or not, ultimately. So at first, a few visionary companies will do it, and then ultimately others will find their competitors are doing it. Well, we better do it, too. So uh, I think we're going that way, and and that's just the way it is. Michael, uh, uh, in two minutes till close, and so in one minute, tell me about the future of magazines. Years ago, they said that magazines would be a thing of the past. Well, so far they're not. Um, we we do have a like for an RER, we have a digital edition, and if you ever want any information about it, you can contact me at mroth at rermag.com. But we have a digital edition. You can read it online. Uh, almost everything that goes in the magazine goes on our website. But uh, we all and, and more goes on the website that doesn't get up in print. But we also find there's a lot of people that really want print. They really like a physical magazine. It's just something they enjoy doing. And uh, I personally like them. I, I do read stuff online, but I also subscribe to a few magazines that I enjoy reading. And I, there's just the, the, the nice feel of it. So I don't think it's, it's going away. I mean, increasingly, people's reading habits are heading more towards online reading. But most people don't like to read for too long on, online. Right. So I'm with you. Um, I'm a, I'm a magazine a junkie. I probably subscribe to, to six or eight myself, but uh, all relative to business <laughs> of the industry. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, Mike, uh, in, in, in closing, uh, I really want to thank you for joining me today, and I hope you'll come back and, and we'll talk again. You and I have spent hours on the road together, and, uh, and I've always enjoyed the time being with you. Uh, so, uh, in the meantime, uh, to the audience, keep the emails coming. Uh, remember, you can always listen on demand. Uh, my quote for the day is by Linda Rottenberg, CEO of Endeavor Global, and it hits home with me as starting a new radio show. Uh, and the quote is, if you're not called crazy when you start something new and you're not thinking big enough. So I'm not sure how that resonates. <laughs> uh, remember, if you'd like to be a guest, uh, suggest a guest, advertise, or have a question, please keep writing to me at rentalequiptalkradio at gmail.com. My guest next week is a gentleman by the name of Brian Evans. Uh, He is the owner of Evans Equipment and Environmental, uh, which is a very uh, sensitive subject always. We'll be discussing environmental issues that pertain to your rental location. I think you'll find it very, very interesting. So, again, Michael, thanks for your time. 
uh, to next week. Uh, thanks for spending some of your valuable time with me today. Uh, be safe and good running and uh, back to Voice America. Thanks, Michael. Thank you for tuning into Rental Equip Talk Radio. Be sure to join your host, Donald Charbonnet, next Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition on the Voice America Business Channel. Until we speak again, have a great week. Genie Genuine Parts undergo testing on long-term durability and reliability, which means higher equipment resale values and warranties for you. You don't want to waste time and money on generic parts or even counterfeit parts, especially in the long run. Genie Genuine Parts are factory fitted and field tested to the highest of standards, which means more machine uptime. We also have free ground freight on orders of $750 or more from our two parts warehouses. Go to genielift.com to find out more. Genie Aerial Pros is one of the most comprehensive industry websites focused on safety and standards, service, and new products and applications. The Genie Aerial Pros site features experts in aerial and rental markets with five decades of experience and shared knowledge. You'll also get information on upcoming industry and company events, videos, training, and more. The Genie Aerial Pros website is available on a wide variety of platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or through our own website at genielift.com. The Genie Z60-37FE Boom Lift is at the forefront of true hybrid technology. It is actually two machines in one that can be used for both indoor and outdoor applications. The Genie difference is a lower cost of operation and cleaner performance. The Genie 60-37FE Boom Lift is more fuel efficient, driven by high-efficiency AC motors, which means lower emissions too. Check out the Genie FE difference today. Visit genielift.com. Have you tried the new generation of Genie XC Booms? The XC stands for extra capacity, and with new technology in the design, the Genie XC Booms carry a higher load with dual capacity capability, compliant to global industry standards. Save time while you increase productivity. The new Genie XC Booms are common in design, parts, and accessories for easier servicing. For more information about the Genie family of XC Boom Lifts, visit genielift.com. That's genielift.com.